Hey, what's up, people? Welcome back to Dose Curious Seeing Gia. We've got a great, fresh, hot new episode for you today. And spring, if you can tell, is right around the corner. We thought we would be talking to you about colors today. Because we just like them so much, we get very excited about the nice weather and sunsets and all, all sorts of colorful things. So anyway, let's, uh, let's get into it. Hey, thanks for sticking with us, y'all. So like I said, we're gonna be talking about colors today. And without further ado, I'm gonna say this one because I was thinking about this at the Cimarellas yesterday. And because brevity is the soul of wit, I'm gonna pass it right on over to Andres. Andres, can you get us started? Uh, well, uh, colored me, color me stoked for this episode. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's start off by doing something that's really basic. The rainbow. All right, so Roy G. Bibb, this is just like the total basics. If you've already, if you know this, just hang in there because we're not going to go, go into it, obviously. But red, rojo, orange, naranja, yellow, amarillo, green, verde, blue, azul, indigo. Pretty strange. Is there something that you'd like to say to the folks about indigo, Mike? Yeah, I mean, I know what indigo is, but ask me how many times I ever use that word in English. Never. If I wanted to say something that was like indigo colored, I would say probably blue violet or purplish bluish. I wouldn't ever say the word indigo. I've got a personal vendetta against the word indigo, actually. You killed my father. Anyway, uh, yeah. can you give us the last one, Andres? So, um, it's indigo. No, the last of Because I'm, no, no, no. I, okay. I want to complete the exercise appropriately. Uh, okay. So, that we said earlier while making this podcast or getting ready, there's anil or indigo, but because of his, what he just said, you're probably never going to use it in Spanish, just like English. And then we have morado, which is either violet or purple. And for those people really interested in knowing another way to say violet, you can say violeta. Um, okay, but now there are things. Yeah, you want to jump in? I just want to just say one thing. Can we point the camera towards Andres's window right here? You've got a beautiful azul color going on right at your window. I don't know if you can see that. It's a remarkable color. I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, yeah, dude, that's it's stunning. The sun's going down here in Salamanca. It's 7:34, so that color is not going to be with us much longer. It's going to be something much closer to a a, a dark violet. Yeah, hell yeah. Okay, let's get into it. So we're going to start at the Roy G. Biv right at the top and kind of go more in depth into each particular color, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Sweet. And I think I just foreshadowed something saying dark violet because we don't want you to have to know how to say 80 colors to be accurate or to paint a color or paint a picture in people's minds. Just like in English, maybe you do know like every color in the crayon box, but it's really useful to know how to, to modify colors to kind of like add shades to them or add an aspect like to glimmer or shine. So things like sparkly, glittery, shiny, whatever, like that's all gonna be concisely packaged into one word, no worries. And then we have a couple of other colors we're going to get into, but then, yeah, so stick with us. It's not just colors alone. All right, so, the colors of the rainbow, right off the bat, we have red, rojo, orange, naranja, yellow, amarillo, green, verde, blue, azul, indigo, anil, or indigo, and violet, or purple. So I'll give you two translations for that. You have morado, 
or Violetta. And I don't know, Indigo. How many times have you ever seen that, bro? Uh, listen, I've seen it before. And I'll tell you exactly the only situation I see is when people are translating the rainbow is when they say indigo. But that's the same thing in English. I never actually use the word indigo. If I want to describe something that is relatively indigo colored, I'm going to say either purplish or maybe more specifically a blue purple color or a blue violet color. I really don't actually use the word indigo myself in English or in Spanish. Okay, so here, here's a couple of tricky things. Let's uh, talk about orange very quickly. Oh, so if you want- Did you say the last one? The last one, Violeta? Omar? Yeah, oh, you did say that, my bad. All right, so orange, if you're in Spain, I think more so, you're gonna hear naranja, just like the fruit. However, in South America, the word anaranjado comes up a lot more. And so, uh, you might feel tempted to try to make the gender match when you're using naranja as an adjective. So you have something like una camisa, naranja, an orange shirt. So that one happens naturally. But then if you were to have un jersey, which is masculine, you just may be tempted to say naranjo because you're using it like an adjective. And you don't need to, okay? Do you know what naranjo means, which I was taught this from my, from my roommate, Antonio Amarillo, was his last name, and he told me that a, a naranjo is actually the orange no, tree. No, well, you said yes, I know. I was, you already said yes, so you know it already. But a, a naranjo is the orange tree, and una naranja is the orange that comes from the naranjo. And if you are ever in Spain, especially in the south of Spain, you will see naranjos freaking everywhere. But ten cuidado, don't eat the naranjas because they taste, ooh, they taste very, very bad. The naranja, the oranges in the street that grow off the, uh, the street, and naranjos, mm -mm, not tasty at all. Yeah, it's like these citricky, bitter, horrid fruits. They're, I mean, they look like far, oranges, but, they don't but, taste like oranges. Yeah, I think, I think they're just for decoration. Yeah, they definitely are. They're not supposed to be eating. And then we're the stupid giddies who come in and are like, hey, let's try No, don't, don't do that. When oranges are already like 20 cents a kilo. Yeah, they are, <laughs> oh my goodness, oranges are so stupidly cheap in Spain. It's actually, it's actually really funny how cheap they are. So I'm, I'm gonna take this chance right now to redirect us back to the content of the episode and check this out. Uh, if, like we said, naranja, it doesn't adjust for gender. Well, anaranjado uh, does, as was most, just, just about every adjective. So let's use the exact same examples. Una camisa anaranjada or un jersey anaranjado. Okay? Mm -hmm. So hopefully that clears up what could have been a confusion. And uh, I think that there's three, two more colors that I want to teach you. Rosa or rosado, same color, and you can probably guess what it is. It's red, uh, or it's pink, sorry. And rosa is just like naranja. It's not going to adjust for gender. And just to keep this short, rosado is the same as anaranjado, okay? Yeah. Um, finally, the other color is brown. Um, well, we're gonna get into the weeds about brown because there's things like brown yeah. hair, in brown eyes. There was, there was just a couple of things that I wanted to say about rojo and amarillo. Um, again, we're not really talking so much about the specific uh, names for other colors, but I'm just gonna go into a little bit about 
kind of how people feel about colors too, because there's more, there's more to colors than just what you see with your eyes. You also get kind of a, a thought about the color, like in English, Red seems very angry all the time, you know? That's definitely a connotation that I have with with red. Uh, it just, you know... Or I, would, I would also tack on to that embarrassment, like feeling very humiliated yeah. and flushed in the face. Yeah, and, and, and I'm not going to say that that doesn't exist in Spanish because you can say to become red, meaning to, to get embarrassed uh, or to blush, but also because red and yellow are the two main colors of the Spanish flag, Spanish people have a more positive view of these uh, of red and yellow that we m than we might have in English. I actually saw a very interesting study online when I was doing some research for this episode, and they did like the main colors of the rainbow, and then they had Spanish people go and like rate kind of their, their feelings behind each of those colors, uh, and then they compared them to to people not from Spain, and it was saying that that especially with red, people have like a negative experience most of the time, where they think of it as very like angry and very like kind of almost violent a little bit. And people in Spain had a more positive experience with the, uh, with that color, and I think it's would I guess it would be wine and sangria. Yeah, they do very much like those too. And hearts and love. And hearts and love, and yeah, exactly. They're, they're lovers. The blood of angry men. Um, okay, I did want to say the other thing though is uh, the two the two colors that were most closely related to negative feelings in this study that I saw were blue and green, which didn't really make that much sense to me. But I mean, I guess the blue is kind of like a blue phase. When you think of Picasso's blue phase, that was when he was really depressed. He took a lot of really yeah. dark colors. So the the blue makes sense to me. The green didn't make sense to me for being like kind of a Negative. I think it was the blue. I think the blue was the most negatively viewed color. The only thing I can think of is sometimes we use green. Like you can think of the emoji of when someone's really sick or if they've like ingested something that's toxic. Yeah. So like green can sometimes look like, uh, yeah, I guess just like you're throwing up or something. Like wealth, or, exactly. Yeah. But otherwise, like I feel like in every other situation, it's bio and and nature. Well, let me say this. In English, in English, I would agree with you. It, well, the nature, that's what I think about more. Like, well, with the green. first thing I think of for green is organic and like the earth. Yeah, okay. So I want to I piggyback off that. So in Spain, they don't actually think of green as related to eco-friendly. You know, when we say if it's a green technology, we're saying it's eco-friendly. They actually use the word azul. They, they say blue to mean eco-friendly. And that's because they think of the world. We're like, oh, the world is green because there's lots of grass and plants and everything. They're like, no, the world's blue because there's water everywhere. So therefore, that is eco-friendly. We're keeping the earth blue. We're not keeping the earth green. So yeah, so if you want to say eco-friendly in Spanish, say blue. But then this goes back to it. In green, there is another, sorry, not green, in verde in Spanish, there is another connotation with that one that is specifically, it's, it's like dirty. So if you tell someone a chiste verde or you say, tell someone a broma verde, I think it's chiste verde is more, is more what I've heard. Like, uh, yeah, but it's, that's a dirty joke. So if you say if someone is verde, uh, you could also say someone is or cerdo. You could uh, cerdo means kind of dirty, like a pig, but uh, but verde verde means dirty, like kind of sexually meaning dirty, kind of. Yeah, I like perverted. Yeah, perverted. There you go. That's a better word to say it. 
Um, yeah, and they use it a lot. I mean, you use it as often as necessary. Hopefully yeah. not very often. Que cerdo eres, macho! Um, un viejo verde. Un viejo verde. And, like, those old people that just, like, have no inhibition about being, like, like maybe they, like, grope themselves while they're looking at a pretty lady. Yeah. Like, that's a perfect example of what verde could be when you're, when it's not just, like... Yeah, actually, color. actually talking about the color. Um, so that's pretty much the majority of all, I guess I've got the final thing. I don't know if I even should say this, but I'm going to say it anyway. Uh, morado. Morado in Spanish means violet, but there's also another way that you can use that word. And at least in the town that I lived in, maybe it's not everywhere. Maybe you can say this, you have heard this or not. Uh, but in the town that I lived in, morado you could also use to say hi. So if someone acaba de fumar un porrazo, if someone just smoked a huge joint, they are morado, they're purple. They are just baked. I think, I think Mike knows way better this topic than I do. <laughs> All right, look, I, I'd like to um, double piggyback on you. So I'm gonna go out from underneath get up on your shoulders and there's two phrases that involve um verde that i think are cool to use so estar verde is like to be immature or not ripe and if you're like me and you're in love with fruits and you like not spending a lot of money you're going to spend some time in spain and the fruit that yes and so if you want to ask if something's like not yet ripe and you're going to have to wait a while to eat it you'll be asking using the word verde and then poner verde a alguien, that means to like criticize the holy shit out of them or like just talk really badly about somebody. Um, I think bad mouth, maybe. And then what did we say? Morado? Well, um, yeah, morado was the one that I just said at the end. Okay, so uh, I haven't heard this be said, but I feel like I've seen it written a couple of times and it's ponerse more. Morado, and it's like to just eat an ass ton of food. Nice. Okay, I, I have not heard that myself, but that sounds that sounds reasonable. I believe you. Mm -hmm. Take it <laughs> Yeah, it, it probably goes hand in hand with smoking a big old split. <laughs> ponerse morado, and then ponerse morado. Oh, that's actually pretty fun. That's a pretty funny one. Oh man, take that would that would work. That would be right in the same vein. So, so what happens when we run out of colors to talk about, Mike? Is there anything else related to colors even? I mean, outside of the rainbow, if we're not talking about the rainbow, I don't know what colors we're talking about. No, I'm just kidding. There's tons of other colors, Andres. How about some earth tones? Bring us some earth tones, Andres. Earth and like uh, kind of skin tones. Earth tones? You mean like brown? <laughs> well, browns, you know, there's like, because we've got uh, multiple ways to say this, brown. This is probably an appropriate time anyway, since it's the topics being breached. Um... Marron and cafe are both brown, and I think you hear marron be used more like widely, but I think they're both very suitable and totally interchangeable. It's just it's kind of like a the proclivity to pick marron. Can I ask you? Can I ask you? Do you think you would have to say if you were saying coffee colored? Would you have to say de color cafe, or would you? Would you? Would you would just say cafe? Just without any other word, and people would totally know you're saying coffee colored. Yeah, yeah, I think they totally know. Like, first of all, what, I can't think of like many times when I'm describing a color something, 
using color and then they're like uh he might mean the beverage you know what i mean like i'm, I'm thinking about my comforter and socks or t-shirt or like a piece of wood and if any of that you describe by saying um un edredon cafe yeah i'm just gonna... i was just thinking in english that if i ever were to describe something uh, as coffee colored i would i would think i would feel like i had to say colored like coffee colored, colored in english like coffee colored yeah because i couldn't say i've got a coffee table because that's a different thing you know my table is coffee colored but a coffee table is not a coffee colored table that's a good point, yeah. So my understanding would be that you're in the clear, just using the word all on. Heck yeah. Um, so let's go more into some some browns. Though. I think we got some more to say about browns, yeah? I don't. You don't? Okay. I sure do. Um, so the other thing about brown is if you don't want to say marron, but you actually want to talk about someone's skin tone, you uh, actually, you can say, well, you can say several different things. Um, so you can say moreno using, uh, that is talking about someone's skin tone, or it is also talking about someone's hair color. So if I say un moreno, that could be a dark-skinned person or a dark-haired person. Or if I say un morena, same thing, uh, a dark-skinned lady or a dark-haired uh, lady. Um, the other thing is you can also say negro to be referring to what we call black people in English. Even though they're not actually black, you can just say Un negro, and I wouldn't recommend translating that directly in English because that is very, that, that's not the way that we would like to say it. But in Spanish, it's perfectly normal to say un negro, una negra, to mean a black person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so we're hitting on well, can you skin say, color and hair. Yeah, yeah, perfect. Yeah? Okay, so let's just go in a line. Uh, after moreno, you have blonde. So that'd be oh, brilliant. can you can you talk about the castaño? Um, sure. I just so, wanted to, I just wanted to say it's directly after the morena, just so we know. Oh, it's yeah. not. Oh, there's a two different ways to say brown. And there's there's another way to say brown for hair that I've heard used very extensively, and so I know that it's in South America. I know it's in Spain, uh, and they also use this to describe your eyes and whatnot, but they wouldn't use it to describe your skin. So this is the one that's a bit more limited in its use, but castaño is to have like brown hair, or you could say ojos castaños, and those would be brown eyes. So you have a little bit of versatility there if you want to pick between the two. Heck yeah. Um, a, I think that was, I think that was it for the brown. Oh, the last thing I wanted to say. So the last thing I wanted to say about brown skin is if you are blanco 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 like me i am super pale i'm very white but if i go out in the sun and i get kind of tan a way that you could say that would be bronceado i am bronzed skin that doesn't mean that i'm always darker skin that just means i got tanned right now it's gonna go away unfortunately very very soon but to, to be bronceado is to be tan. But speaking of bronceado, that kind of brings us directly into some other metallic sounding words. Bronceado is just, you know, bronze, like the metal. And you could say in, in English too, where it has bronzed skin, meaning the person is very tan. Tell us about some other metal type colors, Andres. <laughs> yeah, no problem. All right, so I was thinking about how a lot of times we use a couple of metals just for their color purpose to like to kind of talk about positions or status or and it's mostly related to the olympics honestly it's just the gold silver bronze 
ones. And I figured it'd be helpful to mention these in the podcast. So for gold, you have oro. But this is a little tricky. As I've been telling you the, the colors, I've also been pointing out if there's anything funny that happens when you try to use it as an adjective. And you can say de oro. So una medalla de oro. So that'd be like a, a golden medal. But I think that means, doesn't that specifically mean not the color? Doesn't that mean specifically it's made out of gold? Yeah. And I think the other way would be not necessarily made out of gold, but just the color? Or am I kind of mixed up on that? No, no, you're you're right. You're 100% right. So I don't know if they always get it right in their descriptions. Mm. Like if you have a golden button on your shirt, if they say de oro to like just... Oh, okay. Even though it's not 24 karat gold or whatever, 100% gold, they may do that. Mm. I'm not totally informed. Oh, okay. But if you're going to use the adjective and play it safe, then you would say dorado. All right? And there's going to be the gender and noun or number agreement, of course. Oh, uh, yeah. Right, so. Okay, I just very, very briefly just want to say if anyone's ever seen The Road to El Dorado, classic film from back in my childhood, highly recommend it. Then we can just remember Dorado. Oh, that's like the Golden City. You know, El Dorado was the Golden City. Yeah, 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 good point. That's funny. I think that that was lingering in my subconscious too. And I couldn't recall the name either of that movie, but I wanted Love to that movie. I watched that, bro. I watched that movie like three months ago. Not even that long ago at all. That movie's amazing. Oh, yeah. All right, well, speaking of treasures and riches, um, sometimes you don't have gold and you got to take second best. <laughs> so how would you say that? Plata. Plata is silver. And if you're in South America, and more concretely in Peru, because that's the only place I've personally been, Central America, yes, South America, just Peru, and they say plata for money. So that's like a little bit of slang trivia for you guys. But plata is silver, and as Mike already kind of brought up, bronze is just... Bronte. So you introduce bronteado, and bronte is the both the noun and oh, maybe not. So like, if you have a, I would say bronte. I think bronte is probably the. Noun? I think bronte is probably specifically. I think it's like oro. You could say de bronte and say it is a bronze metal, saying that's the metal it's made out of. Or if you said bronteado, I think that would mean bronze to color. Yep. All right, sweet. Was there another one? Oh, well, we got Copper is a pretty color. I don't okay. know why I fancy it so uh -huh. much, but it made it into my notes, and I wanted to share it with you All guys. Right. So copper is cobre. Cobre, uh-huh. Uh, and we got one last thing that you did promise the people that you would explain all the way at the end, a way to we can right now triple your color vocabulary in Spanish with, by teaching you two words. You oh, can triple, triple. Oh yeah, right after these messages from our from our uh, advertisers. Yeah, no, and we're back. But, but really, I think it's I think it's definitely advantageous for us to bring up shiny and dull okay. with the metals. Okay, sorry, sorry. All right, so here we go. This this couples nicely with the metals because they often sparkle and shine. So to say that something is shiny, you will say brillante, brillante. Or dull is apagado or opaco. And opaco is opaque. You know, mm. we know that one from English. 
So, uh, yeah, Mike, I'm going to hand it over to you to just expand everybody's vocabulary. The last two. Okay, guys, as promised in the beginning of the episode, we said we weren't only going to be talking about colors, but we have a special trick. We are right now going to triple your ability and your vocabulary to describe colors in Spanish. Are you ready? With two words. Are you ready? Then the words are oscuro and claro. What do those mean? Well, those mean dark and light. So if I wanted to say, you know, a light brown, well, that would be a marron claro. Yeah, you guessed it. Or if I want to say a dark brown, that'd be a moro, marron oscuro. You guessed it. Exactly correct. So now you can use all of the colors we were talking about earlier, but then use them with three different intensities. And then like Andres was saying, if you want to even add extra special words like shiny or dull, you can even say that. So how about nine different ways that you can modify colors? Because you could say dull and, you could say what, dull and dark, and you could say shiny and bright, and you could say- Bright, or like a bright, shiny purple. Yeah, but you can mix and match. You can mix and match the, the shiny with the dark and the shiny with the light and the dull with the dark and the dull with the light. There's just so many different ways. It's so much fun. But something that we didn't say actually is it's, it's obvious and everyone might aren't. I'm just going to go with it. Um, the tones. So if you want to add black and white to our collection of colors, we got, I think we got to mention it. So blanco is white and negro is. I think black. I already I, I said both of those because I was talking about my PO blanco 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 and then I said uh, un un negro is a black person. Oh, that's how it got brought up. Okay, yeah. Right yeah, I, I mean it wasn't like specifically said, but it was said like in the context of the episode. Yeah, yeah, it, it got it got in there. Cool. But what about what about the last one? What about if we're what if we're trying to mix white and and black? What do we say there, Andres? Then, then you end up with a color that's known as Greece. 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 And, and, not, and not the one with, uh, oh man, who's even that guy in Greece? What's, what's, the, what's that act? John Travolta. Not the one with John Travolta. All right, peeps. So we've got a couple of expressions involving colors just to, uh, yeah, just to entertain and go ahead and give you guys some more ways to paint what you want to say with a variety of colors. So ponerse rojo, you may be able to guess, is like embarrassed. Um, we got estar verde, and oh, I talked to you about this. How about um, prensa amarilla? Can you guess what that means? Oh, yes, I, yes, yellow journalism. That's like in, in English, when you uh, when the, the press would be kind of telling lies and misre misrepresenting facts. It's like sensationalized, really yeah, yeah. hyped up. Propaganda, it's almost like propaganda. It's yeah, like a specific yeah. type I, of propaganda. What I've jotted down here is sensationalist news. Yeah. But, fake um, news, you could call it. <laughs> fake news, damn near. Yeah. Then we've got Príncipe uh, Azul, so their knight in shining armor, or I think it might also be a white knight in English, is a blue knight. <laughs> It's actually a blueprint, Príncipe Azul. Nice. And then, verlo todo de color de rosa. And that means to see everything through rose-colored glasses. Yeah, that's we got a very similar uh, uh, thing that we say in English. And then we can say, dot en blanco, to kind of hit the bullseye. Or when you, like, describe something or you... Um, summarize someone else's thoughts and they go, bam, you nailed it, right in the bullseye. 
Um, we've got estar o quedarse sin Blanca, using another one with Blanco Blanca, and that means that you're totally broke. And then there was a fun, if you, got, if you remember the, in the show, Two Broke Chicks, uh, they aired that in Spain on TV all the time, and it was called Dos Chicas Sin Blanca. Two Broke Chicks. What? Yeah, it was called Dos Chicas Sin Blanca, and that was how I heard it the first time, was I saw Two Broke Chicks, and I was like, what does Sin Blanca mean? And then, you know, Two Broke Chicks, that's what it means. And so, not to confuse you, you can quedarse sin blanca or you can quedarse en blanco, all right? And these are big differences. You've got one that was to run out of money and be broke, and then quedarse en blanco means that you're like drawing a complete blank. You just got a white screen going across your head when you're trying to recall something. Um, Verlo todo negro is to have a really bleak outlook Verlo todo claro is to see everything clearly. And then if you are estar negro, then you're super angry or like really fed up with the situation. And yeah, those are the expressions. I encourage you to try to use them. If you want, you can share this podcast with all your friends and family members so they can learn them too. But seriously, that's that's all I got as far as by way of colors. Heck yeah, y'all. Don't forget to uh, click that big red subscribe button down there. We're coming up on 10 whole subscribers to Dose Cuties on YouTube. Big day, oh my goodness. So we would love if you would join the Dose Cuties family with us. Yeah, it's time to pop bottles, Mike. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I've been saying for, for months now. <laughs> anyway, guys, I think that's about all the time that we have for this week's episode. We'll catch you next week with an equally polychromatic episode. But until then, pasta y huevos. All right, guys, pasta y huevos. <laughs>